0: Good morning, marketers, and welcome to the If You Market Podcast, brought to you by Mountaintop Data and Joe PR. We are the only podcast that markets the shit out of it. I'm Sky Cassidy. Cardigan Joe Helms is here with us. Hi, guys. I almost called you Cardigan Joe Helms That's for some all right. reason.
1: That's I have nicknames.
0: <laughs> and Today, we'll be talking with uh, David Meltzer of David Meltzer Enterprises about his mission to empower over a billion people to be happy You may know David Meltzer as the co-founder of Sports One Marketing and formerly uh, as the CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency, which was the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire. Really happy to have you on today. Thanks for joining us, David.
2: It's such a pleasure to be here. What a great platform to talk about my mission and marketing and money. So the three of my favorite M's in fact. I love the letter M. All my kids are named M, so they're all M&Ms.
1: Oh, seriously? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So we're mission marketing and money, and it's to empower a billion people. That's a pretty high star goal, David.
0: Did you do that because you love the letter M or because you wanted to have superhero names? Because then they have that... That thing
2: going yeah. for them. Uh, it'll get into me. My wife and I, we, uh, you know, first of all, it's over a billion people. Don't limit me. Over a to, Okay. Yeah, okay. To, I, I can't let people slide on that, but it's so funny because my, uh, in my religion that I grew up with, you name people after people who have passed away. And so my grandfather, Marty had passed and it seemed like everyone that was passing away was Ms. And we finally got down to our third child and I was rooting for the M again. And my wife wanted Alyssa. <laughs> so. we, we went to the Marissa. No, so we stuck with the M. So Not we had Melissa. no choice. By the, fourth. <laughs> by the fourth, we had no choice. My, Miles is my main man. And they're all M&Ms and they're wonderful.
0: Yeah, That's Miles all- Meltzer. That sounds like a mild-mannered superhero the, the alter ego there.
2: <laughs> That's his personality. You nailed it. That's so good.
0: Without the cape, he's Miles Meltzer. <laughs> all right. So before we get into the the mission to empower over a million people, I, I got to ask, because the listeners are like, wait a second, you said Jerry Maguire, you can't not talk about that at all now. Um, it says here, and I I had heard you were the real life Jerry Maguire. <laughs> and I was like, okay, interesting. And then, and then I was looking at the bio and I said, wait a second, it says, it was the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire, and you were the CEO of the agency. So yeah. that wouldn't make you Jerry Maguire in the movie. That would make you Jay
2: Moore. Can you shed some light
1: <laughs> okay. the listeners? Have you ever been asked that, David?
2: No, I love that. Because well, so many people, it's so funny because Lee Steinberg is the inspiration for Jerry Maguire. That's who started the firm. And he's pretty much started sports agentry, went to Berkeley, humanitarian, was Berkeley Law School, and really shifted the paradigm of what's a very scarce industry. And always kind of had, you know, who's coming with me approach. In fact, all of our clients for the most notable sports agency in the world had to have some sort of purpose or cause tied in uh, to their contracts or we wouldn't represent them. So oh, wow, he was, he was really a, a, a true humanitarian, still is. And more importantly, though, uh, I ran that company. And in the movie, it would be I ran the company after he left Sugar, sugar and uh, had his clients stolen uh, and that is, uh, he went on his wedding and, and he had one of his uh, former executives uh, steal clients from him. They got into a huge multi-million dollar lawsuit. Um, but I would be the guy who, after Jerry Maguire left, started the new agency and ran that. And so uh, I have a lot of fun with it because a lot of people do. I, my favorite story, I went to the Super Bowl and Warren Moon, the Hall of Fame quarterback, is my partner in sportswear marketing. Nobody could get tables at, you know, the K. Paul kitchens of the world during the Super Bowl. And so I called up or had my executive assistant call and said, you know, Dave Meltzer, he's the CEO of Lee Steinberg. They made the movie Jerry Maguire. He's flying in private. We need a table for six. He's going to bring some executives or athletes, you know, and the person freaked out and said, no problem. We'll get Mr. A table. I thought you were going to say they said, No way, that guy screwed Tom Cruise. Yeah, <laughs> but the worst though, they're like, We'll get Mr. mcguire a table. So I showed up and I said, you know, I'm Dave Meltzer, and they're like, Oh my god, Jerry mcguire's here. And the whole night they called me Jerry mcguire And I really I was like, <laughs> it's a movie, right? Like, this is right. not a person, but it it ended up getting me a great uh, table at K Paul's Kitchen during the Super Bowl, so I had no complaints. Like I'm not going to say anything, but the character is not based on me, even. But
1: <laughs> that's a great okay. story, though. Yeah, let them think that way. Yep. As long as it gets you tables.
0: So, final question. I actually have Jerry Maguire as one of my. I used to manage salespeople, and I had my favorite sales movies, and I would try to scrub out of people's minds the office spaces or not office space, the um, boiler rooms and and those kind of movies and tell them that's not about sales. That's about uh, a con man. That's about, you know, that, that, that's not, that's not real sales. And I had Jerry Maguire was one of my top sales movie. I think Jerry Maguire, Pursuit of Happiness. We're, we're right up there on the top always because I love some of the lines we have in our sales training. We had the line to help me help you in there as like the third time you're coming around and somebody's stubbornly not doing what's best for them in, in whatever product we had for them. It was just like, Hey, can you please get out of your own way? I love that line. Are there any lines in the movie that are from real life where they all just kind of made up by a writer and, or what's your favorite uh, line? If you can still stay on the movie at all.
2: Yeah, no, I, I do. I love the movie and Cameron Crowe's a genius because still today, 30 years later, these one-liners people know and they love. M- mine is Show Me the Money. Uh, you know, I'm an old school Jerry Maguire favorite of Show Me the Money. You Had Me at Hello is also great because i Yeah, I've that's been- a good one. Twenty-three years to a girl I met in the fourth grade. Uh, so she hated me back then, though. But I <laughs> hello, I, I had That's her in the
1: best type, right? <laughs> fourth
0: grade doesn't count whether you hate or love somebody, though.
2: Yeah, but uh, so yeah, show me the money. To me, is as you can see from the sign behind me in my uh, studio here and what goes on. It's truly the line that I believe is a reconciliation and, uh, and, a, and, a, and a, uh, uh, an established vision of we live in this world people didn't they have the wrong relationship with money and it you're in sales in in training i want you to understand the currencies one of money if you can see money as an object of energy that we put into the flow to get what we want and you can see faith as an object of energy that we put into the flow that we want and that these are two worlds that need to be reconciled and you need temperance a little bit of each you know just like when we create metal. If you put too much hot water, it's brittle. If you put too much cold water here, there's faith and money, two currencies that need to be blended, tempered together to create a really great experience in life. And show me the money is one of those lines that inspires me because too many people cannot articulate the quantifiable value to be greater than what they're asking for. And that's why in sales, show me the money is so important.
1: You know, I find that really interesting because you were talking about earlier about your mission, money. Um, I forget what the third one is marketing, right? Yeah. And a mission is always tied to your purpose or your faith or whatever you believe in, right? Um, and I do believe those products and services that do things for the greater good have a much broader appeal and a much broader reach and people buy into that, if they know how to really market it, right? Right. So, so I do believe there's a blend there, absolutely, yes.
0: So that's gonna get into my big problem with this type of messaging. And this is where I, I'm gonna dig into you, David, and got the, the, the gotcha questions. Please. First yeah. on money, I'd say, just look at what the Dalai Lama said. And then if you think money's bad, you don't, you're done. Just uh, listen to that guy on money, and and uh, he might change your perspective. Um, But uh, when it comes to having the mission, you said the athletes would come in, and you'd be like, "Hey, if you're going to be part of this agency, you have to have something bigger than yourself." That's and I'm just picturing Michael Vick coming in and being like, "You know, dogs, you're going to be all about getting, you know, uh, taking in stray dogs in the pound." And it's kind of like a lot of people take on this why and this mission purely for marketing, but it's not real. Well, it's
1: not authentic. I think that's something you've bitched about for a long time. And I think you can I complain about it
0: all the time. And (laughs) it's obvious on some, but I see this thing where uh, a lot of companies, if you're a commodity, all you have to separate yourself is like, well, we no longer have features. We no longer have pricing. So now all we have is what do we love that they love. Um, But a lot of companies, they either come in with this why, with this big purpose, that's supposedly something they care about. And some of them do maybe, but a lot of them make it up it seems that when you're starting out and you have a startup, you probably don't have a big purpose other than succeeding and paying your employees. And and then usually the natural ones are once you become a wildly successful company, now you can sit
2: back and you have the luxury of saying, okay.
1: What does David have to say to that?
2: You nailed it. Uh, you nailed it. It uh, there, There's certain kids that come in, you know, a Myron Roll who won the Rhodes Scholarship that had a a great what, who, how, now, and why already attached to him at 21 years old. But, you know, he's an anomaly. Uh, But what our goal was to bring in those athletes, and my goal uh, is to enlighten or raise their awareness to what is important. We're big what people. What personally do you value? What experientially do you value? What do you want to give? And what do you want to receive? And then utilizing that. So you take, you know, some championship boxers that we represented. One was my favorite, Chris Ariola, who didn't have enough money for shoes. So his shoes had holes in them and he had to put cardboard in his shoes. So he didn't know what charity to give. And so we created a foundation for him to give sh- kids shoes, right? right, to make shoes. But there was a ton of people that we signed on and we enlightened them on the process of, and some just you know glommed on to make a wish or big brothers, big sisters, or and yet, it required them to give a certain percentage of what they made to charity. And there is this, for me, a pragmatic, realistic approach of, okay, not everybody is authentically involved. Like for me, my mission came to me as an inspiration because of something that happened to a 12 year old girl that killed herself. And I went, (laughs) I got choked up talking about it uh, because I started saying to myself, holy crap, how does a 12-year-old kill themselves? Like, yeah. I understand teenagers. I understand drugs and alcohol and old depression and, you know, all the, the mental, you know, CTE. I understand suicide, but it was so beyond me that a 12-year-old would take her life. And so I did all this research and I'm like, shit, we have a happiness problem. And what happens is I think the authentic people, the Myron Roles of the world and the Chris Ariolas not the you know other people who kind of pick and choose and make up their story about what and i still say good good on you if you're giving money back you're good still on giving
0: you. you're still yeah. giving yeah
2: i don't no, i
1: that. mean is it so bad that it becomes something that's popular because it is something that benefits yeah you know the greater yeah. good and i have seen companies and people do that and then they actually get hooked on it they that see the benefit. that
2: benefit with another charity so yeah I'm, I'm number one i'm the chief uh the chief Chancellor of Junior Achievement University, uh, because I was a Junior Achievement kid, and I kept out of trouble. What's and got Junior me-
1: Achievement? Tell us it's what that is. It's 100
2: million alumni around the world, uh, where they take kids from 10 years old until 25, and they have startup entrepreneurial mentorship and programs to help you start your first business.
0: That's uh, awesome. I'm in my 40s, but can I get in it?
2: Yeah, 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 I, yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah, I want
1: to get in.
2: So that's something I was always passionate about. But I'm also the chairman of the Unstoppable Foundation, which when they initially wanted me to get involved, they guilted me in because they wanted more celebrities and athletes to come to their event. And I was like, a a mentor of mine said, please help her out. The unstoppable, it's a good thing, David. I had no attachment to building villages in Africa. I had no idea about the charity, but I started to help out and it started to grow on me. And then I went to Africa and I saw what happened. I took my three daughters with me and then it changed their life. And all of a sudden I'm, you know, so I'm the chairman of the foundation, heavily involved. But I will tell you initially, I just did it to help out a mentor of mine and I was not emotionally attached. Um, but my mission uh, is funny because I, I, I was walking the beach after doing all this research and you would not believe the numbers, especially now, even in the pandemic, they've gotten worse. How many people take their own lives because they're not happy? And happiness is so powerful. To me, it, you, you know, and I'm not gonna steal your questions, guy, but you know, call bullshit on me. You know, like, is it a marketing ploy or is it for real? It's for real, but it's probably the best marketing thing I've ever done to be identified with. Tell that. us
1: why. It's- Tell us why it's the best marketing.
2: Because it applies to everyone. And I know how to articulate the value of happiness. I know how to tell people that happiness is a virus. It spreads simply by witnessing it. It's free. The power of it is it strengthens you mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. It'll even strengthen your immune system. So it'll protect you, especially now. And so having all the beliefs of how powerful happiness. But here's the thing about good marketing. You know, it was horrible marketing at first. Because like everything else that I've ever done, especially when I played college football and told people I wanted to play football in college, everybody laughed at me. Everybody made fun of me. Everybody scoffed at me. And everybody told me that I was absolutely insane, that I thought I was Jesus Christ or, you know, Muhammad or, you know, oh my. You said, I
0: just want to play football. What the hell?
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, so I always say when they laugh at you, make fun of you, eventually if you stick to it, they're going to applaud you.
1: Yeah, and, that's true.
2: And that's where that marketing came in. That I really took it on the chin for a couple of years. Uh, people making fun of me. That th- this is your mission. You're going to change a collective. Concept. God,
1: isn't that just so ironic about how unhappy people are that they would even think that? That's just a little ir- Like, whoa, right?
2: I-, I said I would say to them when they were projecting onto me or with judgment and maybe. Maybe I could help you.
1: <laughs> you know, you're not yeah. the only brand to capitalize on happiness. Coke's been around for over a hundred years. You know, that is their purpose. Right. They're not, their purpose isn't to sell sugar water, carbonated sugar water. It's to inspire and create happiness. They have two purposes.
2: Happiness huh? and diabetes, two
0: purposes. <laughs> well, McDonald's, well, McDonald's has the
2: Happy Meal. My favorite yeah. my favorite snack still is the Happy Meal. So I, I'm a big fan of McDonald's. So happy you said meal. something.
1: Yeah,
0: he said something really interesting about it being difficult at first. Um, I was when thinking about this type of having a purpose and how it applies to marketing. This is our podcast is all about marketing. Um, it it makes you feel like it's kind of a flywheel in that when you first start, you have no traction, and you're not in marketing. You're always looking for something where you build up energy and then it gets going more and more and more. Um, you've got no traction, so it's not really going anywhere. You're not getting much back, but you got to put a ton in. If you're, you know, whether you're, you know, feeding homeless people on the weekends and whatever you're doing somewhere that you care about that doesn't directly generate revenues for your company, you got to put a lot of energy in early and then eventually, hopefully it builds up to be something that you're doing good either way, but are you doing good for your company? Uh, You know, hopefully eventually it builds up to get this momentum. And then eventually you have this massive force.
1: I think you have to capitalize on it. You have to leverage it. You have to publicize it. You have to market it, right? Like,
2: You guys are nailing something. I think, you know, I really wanted to come in here on the marketing side and talk about, which is a strategy of segmentation. Because I've been into marketing for so many years, I'm old enough where marketing was basically, if you take like Indiana, there's a courthouse in the county. And then you had all those different types of businesses around the courthouse and you would market to the hundred to three hundred thousand people that lived in the county. And they would all go to the barber, the dentist, the lawyer, the doc all around in the diner, and they would market that way. Think how blessed we are today. So today you can take Dr. Pimple Popper, which <laughs> love you,
1: that show.
2: <laughs> yeah, perfect. And you know, because we have a low barrier of entry to market we have access to billions of people, not 100,000 or 300,000, but we now have this low barrier entry that we can be so narrow in our true selves, in our marketing of our true selves, of the product solutions or services that we have, that you could take something that most people, unlike Carla Joe. Think that <laughs> pop, well, pimping popples is disgusting and they don't want anything to do with it but yet she has more of a following a community than the entire pro football hall of fame which is the most popular sport
1: well she's the- helping people in a major way my god yeah, people right.
2: call it gross in public but in private yeah <laughs> they're secretly watching What's hours of it <laughs> but, but listen to me about segmentation why it's so important today because if you have a marketing plan of longevity and let me take my own personal brand. I told Gary Vaynerchuk 4 years ago that I had a 20-year marketing plan for my own brand. This was beyond my mission. This was just the Dave Meltzer brand, movies, TVs, podcasts, all the stuff I do. And he and, said, "Wait, 20 years? How old are you?" Yeah. Right. <laughs> I was 50 at the time. And and I said, he said, "Okay, so what's our objective for year 1?" I said, "I want 2 ambassadors." And he said, ambassadors, how many followers you want. I said, I don't care about followers. I said, I want two people that will tell two people a year that you have to watch his podcast, his TV shows, buy his books, go show up to whatever Dave Belcher is doing and watching. I just need two people that are aligned and ambassadors of mine that will tell two people a year and keep continually doing that every year. And in 20 years, I'll be at 2 million people getting 2 million people, then four and four. But why is this so important? Because this is why people can't build brands or know how to market. Because the expectations of the clients, especially, not just the marketers, but the companies and the clients, they think that if you're, let's say it's a 20 month campaign, which is more realistic, they expect you to be halfway there within 10 months. That's not. Right. They don't. They don't have a proper it's scale because it's compound interest. It's not till yeah. nineteen. It's not till the nineteenth month that you're at fifty percent of the way there, and then in the twentieth. So what happens is ninety nine percent of the people get fired before the eighteenth month because you're only at twenty five percent of the way there. In the eighteenth month, you're fifty percent. In the nineteenth, hundred in the in the twentieth. Those people that can make it through there will be at two hundred percent of the marketing power in the the 21st month, 400, 800. And over the years you end up to be a Coca-Cola or a McDonald's or- It's
0: not linear. People want it to be linear, just like we launched so we should have all of our clients now. Yeah, Um, Yeah, it's
1: definitely a snowball effect. Yeah, (laughs) and the marketer doesn't
2: effectively communicate that. Like, I think Mm -hmm. I'm very successful in this business because I manage and develop a vision based on segmentation, compound interest. And if you're not willing to buy in, to that segmentation, then I'm not the guy to help you. But And when if, you
1: say segmentation, compound interest, what are you talking about?
2: So for me, let's figure out and segment together how long it's going to take to get to where you think you want to be. So it could be 10 months, 20 months. It could be 10 weeks. It could yeah. be 10 days on some of the, the social campaigns that we do. But I want them to know that we're going to get that curve, the hockey stick, and that it's not going to even be Physically apparent to you with your senses, which are very weak your eyes, your nose, your ears, your mouth, and your touch until we get to 90% of the way there. 90% yeah. of the time to get to 25% of the result, we can't be aware of any significant results till about 25% of where we want to be. Otherwise, our minds go, eh, it's insignificant. uh But when you get to 25%, it's substantial. And then we get to 50 and 100 very quickly.
0: So the, the, the board members, the people in the room that marketing should be conveying this to, they understand the hockey stick growth curve. They want to see that, but they don't like the beginning. They don't understand that you're in the beginning of it right now, not the end of it. So you kind of have to say, remember this, that's what you want. But we're here. We're here right now. So yeah. chill.
2: Trust and me that, and chill. That's uh-huh. why having money is so important. We, we talked yeah. about money, marketing, and mission because money gives us Zen allowance, Okay. And you know, you talk about the
1: energy to, and the confidence to get something done, right? It gives
2: you, right. It allows you to be patient and allow things to happen. So if you have the money to withstand, you can either as a marketer guarantee, right. Which has helped me in a tremendous amount of stability to say, you know, Hey Sky, I'll do this for you. We'll work month to month and I'll guarantee profitability by this time. I'll guarantee success. If not, you can have all your money back. Let me mitigate all your risk. You can only do that if you're financially secure right. yeah, yeah. companies that have a lot of money are saying, okay, we're willing to wait. And you know, we're willing to pay you a lot of money to do this. Uh, but if you don't, then you're fired and we, we'll just take the hit and it's a yeah. tax write-off and we'll move on to somebody else.
0: Back to football the the quarterback needs to know that even if he has a bad game, he's the guy for the team. Like when, a, when the quarterback thinks, Oh, if I may throw an incomplete pass or an interception, I'm going to get benched. You screwed. Like you don't you don't have the time to develop and do what you need to do. We only have you for a couple more minutes. Our our original topic here. I want to get back to the uh, empowering over a billion. You're not going to stop at a billion and retire, I've heard. Uh, over a billion people to be
2: happy. Uh, how far are you along that journey? Yeah. The what percentage section? are you now? <laughs> so, the, it, it is mathematical for me. So I'm looking for a thousand people. Like you, and I have about 490 some in it varying by day that are committed to be one of my 1,000. And the thousand that I have are people who are studying the values that I teach, the books that I've written, and the daily practices that I give them in order to effectuate the ability to empower another thousand to empower another thousand. So, a thousand times a thousand is a million, a million times a thousand is a billion. I'm planting seeds under trees I may never sit under. But I'm looking and continually look for people that not only want to learn how to be happy themselves, but want to be able to empower others to empower others so that we can scale exponentially.
0: That's a beautiful line. Did you just make that up? Planting seeds under trees you may never sit under. Stolen
2: from Dennis Waitley. Stolen from Dennis uh, Waitley. Like that's they, poetry right there, man. Come it on. It is Dennis Waitley, one of my mentors. He, I'm getting so old that even the old guys that I knew, nobody knows. What I love
1: you, how help it's me so help, mathematical you. For help
2: you? Help me help you. Show did me Did you the make
1: money. that up? Did you make that <laughs> up? Did money, you steal man. that also? Come
0: on.
2: Show me the money. I stole that from Cameron Crowe. Uh, <laughs>
0: that's that's awesome. Um, I think we're up against it here. I want to finish off. Anything else? Any last things you want to throw out there, David? Any last questions you have, uh, KJ?
2: Just, you know, for for me, I do everything for free and it's a marketing ploy because (laughs) what happens is, I do, I do every, I give my books for free. I pay for shipping. I do free trainings for over 20 years and I do it as a marketing ploy because I know I can change lives and that everything, I have companies and people that pay me, shitload of money, excuse my language, because they want more access to the free stuff that they've seen. Uh, But if you want to get started, I will never charge you. I will be accessible to charge you if you want something in particular that I can guarantee profitability for. But it is a marketing ploy that will change your life. Please join me for my free books, my trainings, all the things that I give david at dmeltzer.com or just email david Meltzer. i mean google david melzer doesn't matter so it's
1: david at dmelzer.com
2: yeah that's it and please everyone most importantly i wish i had more time i'll come back but be kind be kind to your future self do good deeds your life will change
0: that's awesome david also we'll have this information all your information on the show notes at uh if you market.com including your email. David puts his email out there. It's his email. So we'll put everything in there. He also does a free training session every Friday, 11 a.m. Pacific time. Again, it'll be in the show notes. IfyMarket.com. Please share us on social media. And on behalf of uh, Carla Joe Helms and the IfyMarket team and David Meltzer of David Meltzer Enterprises, thank you for listening to the IfyMarket podcast, where we believe If you market the shit out of it.
1: With David Meltzer. You're welcome. With happiness.
0: Should you find yourself in need of targeted lists for your sales and marketing campaigns, have a look at topdatasearch.com. Our platform lets you quickly and easily search and download lists with email, phone, mailing address, everything you need for your sales and marketing campaigns. So if like many of our clients, you're sick of the high cost, poor data quality, and poor service of your current list provider, go to topdatasearch.com and get a free account, no seat fees, no subscription necessary. You only pay for data when you need it. Use the promo code ifyoumarket 1000 and get an extra 1,000 free download credits. That's topdatasearch.com.